everyone. Welcome to another episode of Lessons Learned Podcast, the dumbest thing I've ever done with money. My name is Suzanne, and I'm the head coach at Grace Financial Coaching. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Lessons Learned, the dumbest thing I've ever done with money. My name is Suzanne, and I'm the head coach at Grace Financial Coaching. And my guest today is Tyler Plageman. Tyler is one of my colleagues. Uh, but more importantly, uh, as a financial coach, his story started like a lot of ours does. Uh, his parents filed for bankruptcy and then divorced a year later. So money's been a central concern in his family for his whole life. After playing baseball at Berea College in Kentucky and graduating with a finance degree, Tyler found himself starting his adult life without a credit score because he had avoided credit cards. Uh, mm -hmm. After about a year, he and his wife bought their first home and continued to grow their family. But most importantly, by working as a team, Tyler and his wife have paid off over $161,000 in debt together. Good morning, Tyler. Good morning. All right. Well, let's start there. How did you and your wife amass $161,000 in debt and how'd you get it paid off? Yeah. So um, we didn't have anything until I, we went to go apply for the mortgage for our home that we live in now. And um, that was pretty overwhelming in itself. Like I said, I didn't borrow. I didn't have a score or anything. So like the first time I went to go get any kind of loan out, it was like, oh, here's this $186,000 loan. It's like, oh, that hurts. Like this is for the, like I never had like a anything so it's just like went all or nothing there and um right so it's not like you went you know that I'll I'll call it the typical college student route of getting no. the twenty five hundred dollar credit card and then they increase it to five and then they increase it to ten you went from zero to one hundred eighty six thousand yeah I felt the weight of that pretty bad I was like oh gosh so yeah. Um, so we had that, but then we had the dog, and it didn't come with the fence, so we needed to put up the fence. So for a couple of months, uh, I mean, I start my rotating shift work at 6 in the morning, so I'd have to get up early, let the dog out, but I had to go out with him. I couldn't just, you know, let him go out and do his thing while I get ready. So, like, we did that for about a month and a half, and then we waited for a Memorial Day um, sale for the vinyl fence we put up, and we, we saved some money by doing it ourselves. But I financed like two grand of it, even though I did have it because I was like, all right, let's just do that because I didn't want to let go of what little money I did have left. And then shortly after that, we closed on our home May 14th of 2018. Sometime in September, a box truck backed up into my wife's Tiburon and they totaled it out. So ironically, and we didn't know it at the time, we used the wreck to justify getting the new car, even though we were already saving up for it. Like. She might have had like one thousand, twelve hundred bucks, something like that, towards it, plus the check that they used to total up Tiburon. So we put like five, six down on her Chevy Equinox. So that more or less, between those three things, got us the two hundred, one thousand dollars and some change of debt that we did have in twenty eighteen. And so we already felt the weight of the mortgage payment, right? And going off of that, I never again never had borrowed any money, so I. Saw, you know, July 1st, the first payment coming. I was like, it didn't come out yet. It didn't come out yet. So I resubmitted it. Oh, the first mortgage payment, right. So I doubled, I doubled up the first month. Oh. And they were like, oh, we'll waive the fees because I overdrew clearly. Oh. But they're like, but you got to promise that you can not ever let it happen again. I was like, I don't know how to keep that promise. I'm not going to make a promise I can't keep. 
And then a couple months later, we had the cars. It's like, oh, we really got to double down on this. And that's when we really got um, into the Dave Ramsey stuff. I started listening to it more and more while I was mowing and stuff like that. I was like, this all makes sense. This all makes sense. And then ironically, that September 2018, I called into the show. It's the typical thing, like, you know, millennials cohabitating. It's like, I'm on three. She's on two. Like, do I start? Didn't know enough yet. But needless to say, Dave wrung my neck. You know, it was kind of like that. All right, I'll show you. Like, yeah, full, come full circle. It's like, I'm almost done. Our mortgage is under 40000 We should be done sometime next year. And then we've paid That's cash incredible. for two vehicles. We've cash flowed a lot of vacations. But that's all come with a price to pay, not even counting this coaching and the discipline. And I'm not even going to say motivation to get started. It's the discipline to carry this out. Because I said 2018. We're in yeah. 2023. Right. Yeah, this wasn't last year. I mean, with the whole COVID thing, some people might feel like 2018 was last year. But yeah, yeah. I, I, it's funny what you said about Dave, though, because I always joke that he's he's sitting there over my shoulder. Right. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as financial coaches, Tyler and I, when we work with people, we know that there's gray areas. Right. But Dave yeah. has to be so black and white. He has to get on the radio and he's talking to it's got to be like six million people listening a day. It might even be more than that now. Yeah. And uh, he's got to be very black and white. So what did he tell you when you called in? Like, what was the first thing he told you to do? <laughs> so he told us to keep it separate, which you know makes sense. That's, that's good. And I agree with that. Even when you read other stuff, I, I would say I'm more of a little bit more of a fundamentalist. Like, this is the way Mandalorian type thing. But um, uh, he flat out called my wife a princess. I was like, well, yeah, you're probably not wrong there. And... I don't know if it was just the way I asked it or how, but, or it could have been, sometimes he's joked, he's been in a mood sometimes. And I was just, I got the brunt of it. I took it on the chin. I was like, yes, sir. Pretty much. I was like, you're not wrong. So yeah. I think and now, is a good, uh, he's a good um, uh, judge of character, obviously over the phone, right? Cause this it's, yeah. it's, it's a podcast for you young people listening, but this actually yeah. started as an AM radio show 30 something mm -hmm. years ago. Um, and he, I, I feel like Dave is able to dish out the discipline where he knows the person who called in can handle it. And I, oh, yeah. he I, I took voice. it on the chain and I was like, okay, that's it. Like, I'm going to show you, even though I'm technically proving you right. It's like, I'm going to show you. Right. Right. So, and, and he yeah. knew that if he was tough with you, that it would, it would work. And, oh, and yeah. there are people who call in that you hear him and he kind of gives up halfway through the call where he's like, this guy's not, he knows this guy's not going to listen to me. So why am I wasting, yeah, why am I wasting clicking. all of my listeners time? We'll just go to the next yeah. call for someone who's actually going to make a life change. So yeah, he gifted us FPU and oh, cool. clearly, yeah. So then my wife, I was like pushing it a bit and doing the whole like, Hey, what do you want to do when you're old? What do you want to do? Stuff like the why. And it was so funny when we're going through FPU, she's like, Oh, this makes sense. It's like, it's literally everything I've been saying. She's like, yeah, but he said it. It's like, <laughs> okay. All right. It's so true. It's so true. Yeah. God bless our spouses, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's a, she's a champ because uh, now she's a stay home mom. Uh, you can see the car seat. We're having our third kid in September, so she's. I mean, we've done all this to where she was able to come home, and we're not skipping a beat. So it's great. I'll, we she'll be twenty eight. I'll be thirty by the time at some point we'll have a paid for home, no debt, nothing. But again, going back to like that motivate, not the motivation, the discipline. Yeah. It's been hard, like the past four to five years, I keep track of the hours I work, not even counting this, just the hours at my job. I've worked over 3,200 hours every year. 
Wow. And like for this year, I'm already at over 1800 hours. I mean, full times 2080. Yeah. Right. So it's 62 hour weeks, 75 hour weeks. And then sprinkling being a father lifting, like we've talked about before and yeah. taking care of myself. Yeah. A lot of caffeine and a lot of naps. Naps are great. I actually, yeah. I, I, we've started this new thing. My husband's got a new work schedule also where when he comes home, I'm like, all right, I've got to put you down for a nap. And he's right. like, and he was kind of fighting it at first. And now he's just like, okay, it's nap time. Yeah. <laughs> otherwise he's useless by like 7 PM. So. Well, that's me pretty much. It's like, I'm done. Yeah, like, and done. that's me pulling in the driveway at 645. It's like, somehow I still have to show up even for the, the our girls. So like right. after this, like I came home, like I said, quick, quickly rinsed off and they were not happy that I was already leaving. I was like, all right, we'll do a daddy daughter date. Like just I, daddy has, we have to do this. I said, <laughs> I've been pushing it off because it was an yeah. all out meltdown. That's great. Well, right. But you know what? You have your priorities. And, and yeah. so the daddy daughter date, I know will take precedence over cutting the grass that day or whatever it is. So yeah. yeah <laughs> so exactly. one quick question about when you started, because I definitely want to hear the dumbest thing you think you've ever done with money. Mm -hmm. But one quick question about the going from, again, not having any debt, not being someone who ever paid off something, right? You might yeah. have had a cell phone bill, but that was a service you were paying for. Um, what was it like to have to log in to the uh, the Home Depot account where you bought the fence and have to pay it every month? Like, was that something yeah. you had to like, train yourself to do? Not really. I knew it needed to be because. I never wanted them anyway. Like I knew that I just, I never had the validation through college. Everyone's like, why don't you just get one? I was like, no, it's like, they're awful. Like I, ne like, I knew that, but I never had like the validation. Somebody else saying like, Hey, yeah, but you're on the right track. Gotcha. It was all these worldly views. And it's just like, all right, now I'm going to keep doing it. Cause like one of the first goals I wanted to do was my dream trucks, a Ford Raptor. And I was like, I'm going to pay cash for that. I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And of course, here I am still pushing it off and pushing it off and pushing it off because everything else has come. But one day I'm going to get it. And everyone's like, just get a score. I was like, I'm not going to need a score if I write a check for it. And right. they're like, okay. So, but I never had that validation for that. So I was always a bit of an oddball, even yeah, with college. Yeah. But even though I can't really stand Berea, I am thankful for them because they do a work study so every student there they all got to work everyone every yeah, 150 world. hours a semester so like and i met my lifetime friends there and all that but yeah everybody's got to work so that was good for that That's part great i remember being you know one of the kids who got work study and yeah at the time it was a very expensive liberal arts catholic college uh in the north yeah they're liberal they're, they're they're liberal arts college yeah. we'll just leave it like that <laughs> and i had i had it, it did people didn't look down on the kids who had work study but it was like oh that sucks you got work study like it wasn't like oh you're so lucky you got work study because now you'll have money it was like yeah. oh that sucks you have to do work study and so yeah no uh, but again people i met there absolutely same thing the people that I was stuck in those little campus offices with, because uh, my university actually started off as a high school and they just added to the building. So we had these okay. tiny little offices. And uh, I remember being stuck in those offices with people that I still talk to to this very day. So wouldn't yeah. change a thing. But Tyler, I know there must be something in your background you regret. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. So what would oh, you say sure. is the dumbest thing you've ever done with money? So she'll hate me for this, but I, she knows I've told her to her face a couple of times. So my first year out of college making, you know, 
better money, clearly. I was, we'll just say a dummy for buying into the myth of, you know, three months salary for a ring. So, yeah, well, looking forward now, it's averaged out to one month. But, yeah, I, I dropped a pretty penny. It was between, I'll give a number, between the engagement ring and the, the wedding band itself, it was close to 10. Oh, wow. Yeah, that could have been towards the, you know, the home, right. other stuff. But thankfully, again, I was able to work a bunch and out earn my stupid and not do it again. But, yeah, that could have, we could be so much closer to a lot of other things. Yeah. For that. So what did you, uh, I'm going to combine two things. She might hate mm -hmm. me after this. So Dave Ramsey called her a princess. <laughs> yeah. And, you, and you're thinking in the back of your mind, I probably shouldn't have spent three months salary on her ring. What? She must have been livid. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's come full circle because she gets what she wants now. I mean, mm -hmm. you keep up with us on Facebook. So, like, I think late January, we bought her a minivan for cash. So, it's right. like, yeah. and she gets to stay home even though sometimes the kids drive her up a wall, but she doesn't oh, have to totally. go to work. Right. So, like, you no, know, it is a blessing to be able in 2023 to be able to have someone at home raising your kids full time. And, and I, I'm telling you, some of these budgets I work with clients on, if you could almost eliminate one of the jobs because of the childcare cost, like it's, it's oh exactly. It's, it's so we did we did the break even on that, and we said after after kid two, it's it's not worth you going to work for kid three because we were paying sixteen hundred a month in childcare. Right, and some of these budgets I'm looking at, they're twenty two, twenty three hundred dollars a month. So yeah, so yeah, she was pretty much going to work forty hours, roughly every week, just for like maybe one, two hundred bucks in a match on her retirement. At that point, so it's just like, just come home. I mean, we like, and our oldest, she, let's just say she's the sick kid. There's always something wrong, so it's just like, just come home sooner rather than later. Like, let's just yeah. get it done and over with. Thankfully, we got it to where pretty much ratio wise, we didn't skip a beat. Nice. We lowered by sixteen hundred, but we also lowered our income by sixteen. So it just we didn't right. miss too much of a beat there. And if you guys are as diligent as you're talking about, um, she qualifies for a certain type of retirement plan that she can put into as a stay-at-home mom. You know, and so you can have yeah. an IRA. You can have. She can roll over what she used yep. to have. And we're in the middle of doing that. that now. Is doing the rollover. We wanted to sit, let it sit for a little bit, just to make sure everything. This is what she really wanted. So. She nice. stopped right around this time last year. So we waited a year and we're in yeah. the middle of getting that checked off now. Perfect. Yeah. And that's, and I think that that was probably, you know, maybe Dave would have said to do it three months later, but if you guys weren't sure if this was going to work out and it, on a year ago, yeah. you didn't know you were pregnant again. Yeah. Exactly. These are all the gray areas that, you know, when Tyler and I coach people, this is exactly what we have to get down into the nitty gritty of and say, okay, black and white. You should have rolled over your IRA immediately. You should have rolled over your 401k into an IRA immediately. But the gray area is that wasn't the right call for our family at that time. We had some other things yeah. we needed to decide upon. And so we waited a year and no one's going to die. <laughs> yeah. And well, that's the good thing about the coaching. It's we spent at least an hour one on one. We're like, we're talking about Dave. It's a couple minutes. We He's got to rattle him off. Yes. He wants to get a clear picture, but it's he's got to keep going. Right. Yeah. So, so how, that whole how hour definitely you, helps. Yes, exactly. How much of what you went through um, in, well, first of all, I have to ask, if you could go back, would you not pay three months salary for your wife's ring? <laughs> yeah, definitely wouldn't. She knows I wouldn't because you can always upgrade. Again, Dave was right there too. Like you can always buy a bigger one. 
Yes. So, yeah. I think we even did that for Sharon at their like 25th yeah. or 30th anniversary. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I do remember yeah. that being a story. So yeah, you could always upgrade the ring for an anniversary and stuff like that. But you know, how much, you know, I don't want you to calculate it. You may have, but how much interest did you pay on that fence? How much interest did you pay on the Chevy Equinox that you could have knocked those things out faster? Or had yeah, so we actually did that all in like nine months because I worked so much. Wow. The, between the Chevy, yeah, well, she was working too, but between the Chevy and the fence, because of the fence I was looking at it, that's what really made me sick, going back to your original question, but I forgot it. I was looking at it, and um, I was like, all right, that's the minimum payment. I was like, wait a minute, that's not going to pay it off in time. I was like, and I was like, these, sorry. And then, so, like, I got on all over, and I was like, all right. So, next month, I had enough in one of my savings to just wipe it all and be done with it, and then. As we were we were cash flowing our wedding and honeymoon, and she was paying a little bit extra down at that time on her Equinox, and then as soon as we tied the knot, that Monday wrote a check for the difference. We were done with it, nice. and then a month later we went on our honeymoon, and we we had a skimpy three months expenses with the wedding gifts we did have, but it was good enough to we're like, all right, yeah, let's pull the trigger. We're going. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So when you saw the the basically the financial statement for the fence, you were you did the quick math in your head, and you're like, wait a second. So what do you, do you remember what that interest rate was? The, the rate, no, but I'm sure it was up in the twenties. But yeah. it was like, hey, make this minimum payment of seventy five. I was like, seventy five is not going to pay it off in your little time span that you. And I was <laughs> like, that makes no sense. So like, it, it would have paid it off, except it would have paid it off plus a lot of interest. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So. For anybody out there, like, I, I mean, you mentioned I had a finance degree and I, all these little nuances that I didn't pick up on. So, like, it's okay. <laughs> Talk about yeah. that's like a doctor not really going on. He's like, man, what am I doing here? Like, the, like everybody has cynicism. It's like, oh, and it's such a taboo topic. But it's like the irony is I had a finance degree and I didn't have a clue about my personal finance. Yeah, it, that's, so. that's the cliche out there, right? Is that the, that's these are the people who typically don't do well with their money, but it's another category to learn about personal finance versus macro and microeconomics, which I had to mm -hmm. suffer through with just a business Same. degree. Yeah. So uh, the personal side, and um, I just did an appearance on another podcast last night uh, and the guy really started to hammer home how emotion is tied into money. And I, Oh, absolutely. Thousand percent. I said, uh, you know, a good example is I worked in commercial real estate. I still had the same real estate license that all of the people mm -hmm. in the state of California at the time had so that they could sell or buy residential homes. You couldn't have paid me enough money to get into the residential side of real estate because it's emotional. When exactly. you're for a giant auditing firm with a finance degree, that's not that emotional. But when you're doing yeah. your budget at home with your wife, that's really emotional. Yeah, and I'm going to make that hit heavier so um i don't know if you saw or paid attention too much but um we unexpectedly lost my father in december oh. and um yeah we i still have my days and we have our five-year anniversary trip coming up and it's going to disney we're taking the girls on a cruise doing a couple days at the park but we're gonna do we've already decided we were gonna do another day before the cruise and um down in the, i was down in the dumps just one of those days and talking about the emotion thing, I know I'm already going to do it, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and put the deposit down on this nicer hotel for the one night just to have a little bit of a pick-me-up. Like that, that dopamine hit that we all want, that, talking about the emotion. Yeah. But I know they're going to have a deal, and it's just waiting. So I was like, no, just wait. And like I had to like consciously suffer myself through that day 
to not put the deposit down, even though I'm just putting the deposit down, but it's just the emotions. Like I literally said out loud, I wanted that pick me up. Yeah. Like it was like just to make me feel a little bit better, to give me a little bit more pep in my step, excitement. Yeah. So yeah, that and then kind of going off the credit card thing, you know how we always spend more. So I don't know if people can tell, but I'm kind of a closet nerd. So like I had a Disney Darth Vader card, credit card. That was the, that was the one that like I was like, man, I really don't want to cut this one up. Like, you know, the force. And um, one time we were at Disney, we were already close to our budget. And at, at Disney, you get 10 percent off. OK. On this, the discount with their card. Other was like, well, I'm getting the discount. Like I already knew consciously. I said out loud, I was like, well, I'm, at least I'm getting the discount. So like I knew I was spending myself more and i still handed it over oh man it's just those little things like that but it's so true and and the fact that you recognize i hate to use this word because it's totally overused but you recognize like that your sadness over losing your dad that day was triggering Mm -hmm. you and And that's where a lot of our memories are at too we went like almost every year so like that's one of those things it's just like it's even more emotional it's like yeah yeah, and yeah. so it's just sitting it there like, no, we need to wait. To, uh, it wasn't just you going to get a, a burger for lunch instead of eating what you'd packed yourself. It was, no. this is, all of these things were tied emotionally to your dad and to your family and yep. to your memories. And then it was tied to money, which people think it's a mm-hmm. totally separate thing. It's not. It's all tied in together. And the dopamine thing, the more I learn about that stuff, the, the really, the cooler it gets, but the more horrifying it gets. Yeah. And, I mean, nothing probably would have changed because I, I could easily call and be like, hey, I want this deal that y'all got and like cancel, rebook, just go right. through that little bit of a headache. Because I was only going to be putting down a $200 deposit on that other room. And it's just like, no, like, let's just wait. I know it, but let's just wait. But then I'm like, you got the, the devil and the angel on your shoulder. It's like, nah, do it, do it. It's like, no, we're going to wait. Yeah. And so anyway, did the deal come through? Well, I got to wait. They typically, those deals oh. hit around October. So like, I got to wait till October. So I might have a few more ups and downs where it's like, you got to get through this. Like, come on, yeah. just hurry up. Yeah. So, and yeah. you know that, you know, again, that it's just a little bite of dopamine. That's all it is. Yep. It's not going to, it's not going to fix anything. Back. Right. Yeah. No. I've, lost, I've lost both my parents and no matter what I spend money on, it's yep. not going to bring either of them back. But it, it's this weird human condition that we have. So, but that's a really, really good example of how it's all emotional and how even going back to your wife's wedding ring, yeah, saving up the three months was an emotional thing. It was something that you felt you needed to do, even though you didn't have to do it. Yeah. I was all goo goo eyes. And I was like, what were you doing? <laughs> well, I'm glad you recognize yeah. that now, Tyler. I really appreciate it. Thank you for sharing your blunders with us today and for all of your honesty. And I hope your wife doesn't hate me too much. <laughs> uh, she'll be all right. She, she's got it made. Her family says she's on a pedestal, so it's okay. She she knows. She married the right guy. It doesn't matter yeah. what ring it was. <laughs> right. I hope everyone will join us next week for another episode of Lessons Learned, the dumbest thing I've ever done with money. Thanks again, Tyler. Yep, appreciate it. Thanks again to our guests for their honesty and for sharing their financial blunders with us. Join me again next week for another episode of Lessons Learned Podcast the dumbest thing I've ever done with money. Make sure to subscribe to the Grace Financial Coaching YouTube channel and please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts.